This is the Jocko Underground podcast number 25. I'm sitting here with Echo Charles, allegedly. Sure, sure allegedly. Uh, so I wanted to talk to something today to, to kick this off. Something I used to call the classic team guy overcorrection. So, so what this is, is guys would make a mistake, right? A platoon would, or a platoon leader, or you know, a squad leader, or a fire team leader. Someone would make a mistake on a run. This is this is in the uh, advanced SEAL training, and I'd give them some kind of corrective measures, right? I would give them some feedback and some corrective measures that they could take, and nine times out of ten, they would do an overcorrection. Which, which I would then call the classic team guy overcorrection because that would be the next thing I'd tell them. I'd be, hey, you just did a classic team guy overcorrection. Mm-hmm. They would overcorrect it. If I told them they need to be more aggressive, they'd be freaking psycho aggressive. Mm. If I told them their plan was too simple, they'd go hyper complex. If I told them their t- plan was too complex, they'd make it so simple, it wouldn't get you anywhere. If I told them they were too loud moving to the target, they would be so quiet that it would take them an extra hour and it would fail. If I told them they were moving too fast, they would slow to a snail's pace. If I told them they were moving too slow, they'd freaking go Mach 9. Classic team guy overcorrection slash overreaction. So there's this, this doesn't only apply to SEALs. This applies to us as just humans. And that what I think applies to humans is we overcorrect, we overreact. That's what we do. You hear something, or someone says something to you, or something happens, and your initial reaction is gonna be an overreaction, mm-hmm. or an overcorrection of what you're doing. And what I'm saying is don't, don't do that. <laughs> I know this is really simple advice, mm-hmm. but don't do that. Mm-hmm. The way that you avoid doing this is by actually, by actually being aware that it's a thing, right? So that's what I would tell the guys. I'd say, listen, you're, I'm telling them, like, don't overcorrect this. Don't overreact to what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Be, just make a small adjustment, and that is going to, more likely going to be enough. The first report from the battlefield is always wrong. This is just another additional statement. When you hear something for the first time, it's probably wrong. And I've talked before about, the reasons it's wrong. It's wrong because you're hearing one person's perspective. Mm-hmm. So if something happens out on the battlefield and you give me a report, the only angle that you see is your angle. So how can that angle possibly see everything or give a complete picture? The answer is it can't. What about the fact that you're super emotional? That's all wrapped up in the first report. So the first report's not right. And so when you hear something for the first time, don't overreact to it. Don't overcorrect it. What else happens? The emotional part, that's the driver of your reaction. So it's already out of control. Something happens and you react to it. It's an emotional response. That's the initial response. It's an emotional one. So it's too much. So guess what we have to do? We have to, we have to counter that. We have to counter the overreaction. Guess what happens when we counter the overreaction? We overreact in the other mm. direction. And we end up porpoising, which I explained to Dave Burke the other day. Good deal, Dave. Yes. <laughs> we end up, we're a little too deep in the water mm. on our dive rig, so we come up 
And when we come up, we overcorrect, and now we're too shallow in the water, so then we overcorrect going back down, we end up porpoising, wasting a bunch of time and energy, and it's bad. So what I'm saying here is stay balanced. Don't, don't stay calm. Stay, stay balanced, stay <clears throat> calm, don't overreact. It's really, it's a really, it's a really simple concept. And it makes a big difference in the way your world goes forth. Yeah, that's uh, caught something you said, which kind of made a lot of sense. When you got to be aware, like be aware of mm-hmm. the the circumstances in which you are reacting in all likelihood overreacting. Mm-hmm. Right? Just being aware Just of it. Just being aware. Like that's kind of the the biggest step because it's like simple but not easy, right? Yeah. It's not easy because that thing creeps out of nowhere sometimes. So you want to create a trigger in your mind that when something happens, you got to say to yourself, don't overreact. Okay, so yeah, so I thought about that. The very next question is like when do you, like you kind of do this pretty naturally. Um, I'm assuming you've been doing this for a long time. Where you could essentially detach, right? Like, mm-hmm. remember, you know how we will talk off air about how detaching is essentially a superpower. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when did you realize? Oh yeah, I'll just detach from an emotional standpoint. When you're just talking to like people, I guess, yeah. Like when do you when did you realize that? Because you can be like, think about like. Oh yeah, I just I just detach. But then it's like, what do I think about detaching all day, every day? No, that's not realistic. So it's like, what? Like, what are the triggers? Like, what? When did you realize? Like, okay, I can do this. I realized I needed to detach when I wrote about leadership strategy and tactics on the oil rig, all that stuff. Yeah. And but then I very quickly realized that it paid off in every situation, including having conversations with another human being, including any time I started getting emotional. And because if you think about why were all those guys staring down their weapons? Yeah, because they were, they were engrossed in what was in front of them, and I realized that was a bad thing. So I just st- stopped doing that. Yeah, the temper thing and the the emotional thing. I mean, how many times? I guess you know, really, when I saw the platoon commander that we had a mutiny against, and we, he was real emotional, mm-hmm. and I knew I recognized how bad that was. And then when Delta Charlie came in, not emotional, cool. Yeah, and I realized how cool it was to be cool. Okay, there you go. That is exactly what I was wondering. Because so that contrast in that environment where you were just paying attention, yeah, and then you get that contrast, those two situations back to back. It's like, oh yeah. man, the thing that's hard for me to explain or hard for me to pinpoint is why I was paying attention. That's the thing that's a little bit strange. Maybe puts me a little bit outside the ordinary box. Not saying good or bad. I'm just saying the fact that I was paying attention to that is a little strange. Yeah, it seems like when you kind of put it all together, it does make sense. Not to say that this is the explanation, but you know how, like you said, you're you were always aware that you just wanted to be a good seal, mm-hmm. and then you'd like look at people and be like, "Oh, I don't want to be like that," yeah. or "Oh, I like that," because kind of like you were looking for the model yeah. of good seal. You had like some kind of ambiguous yep. model in your head, had an idea, yep. yeah. Then tried and to then, hone it, yeah. And then when you saw actual people, you're like, "Oh, that there it is," and you're almost like mentally taking notes the whole time because you had that innate like desire to know that. 
And you know how that works with kind of everything. You know, mm. if you want to know about something or you're interested in something, you're always on the lookout for it kind of thing. So then you get this guy who you're just taking notes on how not to be. Yeah. Then you get that stark yeah. contrast. You're like, oh, Delta I see. Charlie. You know, yeah. So it's like just seared in your brain, you know, a little mm. bit more. That makes sense. And the oil rig story, I, I remember that. And I'm like, cool. But then, like, I guess translating that into like an emotional kind of situation where like you know just even everyday stuff with your friends or like yeah. with your wife or whoever and they say something use the wrong tone with you or some something come on bro it's not as obvious i you just know? saw so many loser situations like that yeah. you know what i'm saying even in like a so that is a little excerpt of what we are doing on the jocko underground podcast so if you want to continue to listen Go to jockounderground.com and subscribe. And we're doing this. We're doing this to mitigate our reliance on external platforms, so we are not subject to their control. And we are doing this so that we can support the Jocko Podcast, which will remain as is, free for all, as long as we can keep it that way. But we, but we are doing this so we don't have to be under the control of sponsors. And we're doing it so we can give you more control, more interaction, more direct connections, better communications with us. And to do that, we are, we're building a website right now where we'll be able to utilize to strengthen this legion of troopers that are in the game with us. So thank you. It's jockounderground.com. It costs $8.18 a month. And if you can't afford to support us, we can still support you. Just email assistance at jockounderground.com and we'll get you taken care of. Until then, we will see you mobilized underground.